Today's episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind. My name is Robert Lamb. And I'm Julie Douglas. Julie, do you even go to movie theaters anymore? Oh, every once in a while I'll show up. Yeah. yeah. How do you how do you cope with the sounds? And not the, the sounds of the movie, obviously, but the sounds of your, your fellow uh, moviegoers consuming all sorts of snack items and opening cellophane containers and and then and slurping on drinks and stirring around ice at the bottom of a container till you just want to lose it. That's um that's actually me. Yeah. Who's making all the oh, ruckus. why do you why do you have to have so many snacks? Because it's expensive at the movie theater. It's much more economical just to bring your own. Oh, is that oh, so you're not even buying? You're sneaking it in. I'm sneaking it in, and of course, for some reason, when you sneak it in, it's much louder. Have yeah. you noticed this? Or maybe no, no, well, because, no because you're playing because, by the rules. Yeah, there. I'm playing by the rules. I'm not sneaking stuff in. Well, for some people, it, it um it not only just bothers them, but it could possibly incite them to violence. This sound. That's right. I mean, I. I get upset by these noises, but I don't actually, I'm not actually driven mad by them. Um, <laughs> so you're not the person who threw the popcorn bucket at me? No, that was not me. Okay, thank you. No, I, I threw the uh, gobstoppers. <sighs> yeah. yeah. Lamb. Yeah. But I mean, come on, it was a death scene and you're, and you were, you were, 
You're reading podcasts. I know, but when I'm, you know, when things get tense, that's when I really go for the snacks. See, that's just it. I mean, okay, so it's (laughs) not to put off the topic too much, but yeah, it's like it'll be like some sort of like really serious thing happening on the screen. It's one thing if it's a comedy or a kid's film. It's like I get it. You know, it's a good time. Let's eat some popcorn. But Mm -hmm. eating popcorn while you're watching people die and bloody deaths on the screen, it's weird. Sorry. It really isn't. Um, I commonly will eat dinner watching True Blood, and I would like to hear from other people who are watching intense scenes and turn to food. I, I'm, I feel like I'm not the only one out there. Okay, I guess. But All I right. mean, okay, I have eaten during True Blood as well, but, but still, I'm not, I'm not thinking like, oh, okay, here comes another sex scene, past lasagna. Oh, no, I'm not talking, talking about sex scene. Oh, just the violence. Yeah, I'm not okay. talking about like, I'm, it's not Seinfeld here and I like need to eat a sub and watch, <laughs> watch a, a sex scene. Anyway, we should really get yes, back yes. to the matter at hand, which is the, the sounds, the subtlest sounds that we hear, the, the crunching of leaves under our feet, that herald fall, which I think is a beautiful sound, could drive some people really bananas. And in fact, it does. The crunch, just the mere crunching of leaves. Yes, the yeah. sound, or m- maybe even just someone with sniffles, <sighs> or even breathing. Yeah, right. Uh, this is something called misophonia, and it means dislike of sound or hatred of sound. Yeah. Now I feel like we all have levels of I mean, of this outside of the movie theater. Even I find that gum chewing is is uh, is affects me on at least a small level to mm-hmm. where if someone else is chewing gum, it kind of annoys me. Yeah. But if I'm chewing gum too, then I don't notice. Well, this is interesting that you say that because uh, Misophonia UK is a support group and they say that there's something called the continuum theory. And the suggestion is that everyone has an intolerance to sounds to varying degrees in various environments due to any number of factors, which is kind of what right. you're talking about. Like you're trying to watch a movie. You're trying to focus on something. Yeah. Or, or like sometimes it's like, I wish I was chewing gum. Why are you chewing gum? Yeah, your mind that, is distracted. Yeah. Um, and according to this theory, theory, people presenting with clinical misophonia simply have a stronger reaction to various sounds yeah. than the general population. <laughs> but they say that this is not necessarily true because people with misophonia are um, they have an emergence of a very clear set of symptoms that are different from just saying, you know, that's distracting or annoying. Right. It's it's generally the kind of thing that they don't have control over. Yeah. Because I can't, you know, it's like like me getting upset over someone having gum. It kind of depends on my mood, whether it's actually going to irritate me or not. And it's one of those things that if I stop and think about it, I can be like, stop being a jerk. <laughs> you know, don't get <laughs> bent out of shape over somebody chewing gum. That's ridiculous. But the people who are actually suffering from this uh, this condition, they they don't have a, a really any choice in the matter. It's an involuntary right. thing, right? And they end up having to like structure their lives around it, realizing you know I can't actually go out and have dinner with people because the or or maybe it's like I can't stand crunching, so only soup. Or people who are like I can't stand soup slurping, so. Only nachos. Or, I mean, there have been plenty of cases documented in which people were saying, I can't eat in the same room with my, as my spouse mm-hmm. because he's driving me nuts with his <laughs> chewing. So, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, this actually affects relationships, jobs. Um, it's been called a Cinderella diagnosis because it's a medical condition that attracts not so much uh, professional interest. There's not a lot of awareness or research funding, but it's definitely one of those things that has come to people's attention because of the Internet, because so many people have found each other and said, I actually suffer from this. And it, it's uh, something that's impairing my life. Yeah. And a, a lot of these uh, a lot of people were suffering uh, from misophonia. Um, were misdiagnosed too uh, over yeah. time. Is frequently misdiagnosed as uh, as different phobic disorders, obsessive compulsive disorders, bipolar, manic uh, disorders, anxiety disorders. 
Um, yeah. and, and so a lot of people ended up going through a, a number of treatments that weren't actually a- addressing the problem. Yeah. And, and we'll talk a little bit about why we think it's happening. Um, but I think it's really interesting to talk a little bit more about some of these triggers. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, we can all get, I think, like the gum chewing or the, mm-hmm. or the noisy eating kind of thing to a certain extent. But then it's other, th- other things too, like, um, the explosive P in some what, words. You know, like like you can't stand to hear somebody use P words. Perfect. Perfect. Like that would drive someone just just to an apocalyptic. Apocalyptic. Fit. The 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 apocalyptic platypus perfected <laughs> its uh, persona. You know, like that kind of sentence would just drive people up the wall. It would in S sounds too. Yeah. Super. Um, <laughs> and even laugh tracks. Well, those are annoying. Yeah, I, I yeah. will. I'll give you that. Um, and then, of course, you talked about the breathing thing, coughing, sniffling, uh, plastic bag rustling, water pouring. Really? Water pouring? Water pouring. Huh. Chewing, kissing. Yeah. I could see the kissing thing because if that got really, you know, smacky, that could be, especially if you're not like the, the kissy yeah. kisser. What if using it as a cat noise? Like, you know, like, you know, to get the cat to come up. That's the noise we use with our cat. So. I, I'm not judging. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Any sort of subtle noise really is the problem here. Yeah. Um, um, I read that even uh, footsteps. Yes. Which, if you're in a museum, I was. We, uh, my wife and I were at, uh, and, a, and a friend went to the High Museum here in Atlanta recently, and somebody like I, I understand. You know, you're going out to a museum. You want to sometimes you want to wear fancy footwear. Uh, I get it. But, you know, test the footwear before you go to a quiet museum because somebody had like the loudest clomping. I don't know if they're like wooden shoes or something, but but it was just like kothunk, 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 you know, while everybody's trying yeah, to, to look yeah. at art. Yeah, squeaky shoes in the office, that's, that's always a problem. I will say that's, that's not a misophonia thing, but I'm pretty sure that everybody has their own sort of like office. Really? Because uh, my shoes, I think, kind of squeak. Yeah, mine are definitely squeaking today. Which is weird because they're nice shoes and, you know, it's not, I'm not wearing jellies or anything. <laughs> Uh, really? Those aren't jellies? No, they're not oh. jellies. They're just really purple. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, they're, they're fetching. Um, but I mean, there's all sorts of auditory things that, and of course we're talking about more subtle things, but we all understand this on some level. If you've ever had an office mate that was clipping their nails in the office in the morning when it was quiet, then you can maybe understand what it would be like for someone with, with misophonia to, to sort of erupt in their emotions. And, uh, this is from audiologist Dr. Marsha Johnson. She says what they experience is kind of a Mount St. Helens eruption of emotions and feelings associated with these sounds. So it's not just like, man, that's annoying. It's, it's actually on a scale of like zero to 10. They've, they've got a scale of, of someone actually acting on this. And we'll talk a little bit about this uh-huh. in a bit. Now, there are a couple of other related kind of sound irritation, um, Phenomenons that we've uh, we've also encountered. Uh, one is called hyperacusis, which is uh, a health condition characterized by oversensitivity to certain frequency ranges of sound. And then there's another one that's particularly interesting called autophonia, and this uh, this involves uh, and, and is characterized by an overloud hearing of your own voice. Yeah, and this is actually part of misophonia, right? The yeah. the audiophonia is the intolerance of the sound of one's own voice, which mm-hmm. has got to be awful, right? Yeah, there was uh, an account I was reading. Took place back in 1985. You had this British-born French horn player. So living in Germany, 35 years old, played the French horn, which I have played the French horn, by the way. 
not not very well, but I I played it. And uh, anyway, so he's living in Germany, and one day he's practicing his French horn, and something feels different. It's like he can hear the noise inside his skull. Mm-hmm. He said that uh, it, it was like he was playing the horn inside his brain, and it just be he thought it was going to go away. You know, he's like, all right, well, this is you know, take a nap and I'll get over it. But it just continued and continued, and it got stronger and stronger. He was having involuntary eye movements uh, caused by sound. At one point, he was waking up in the night because he heard mice. He mm-hmm. thought he heard mice uh, moving around. Yeah. He was hearing the sound of his uh, his eyelids, his, his eyes oh. moving as his eyelids. <laughs> so uh, and eventually he like had to stop playing the French horn. But uh, they, they were able to re- you know settle down, really diagnose this. And uh, they realized it had to do with the uh, superior canal, uh, this condition known as a superior canal dehiscence. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, it revolves around the uh, the canals that are filled with fluid in the human ear. Uh, they're kind of like the little vials of fluid that you see in a level. Okay. So, you know, they they kind yep. of as the fluid moves, it lets the brain know that you're moving, and uh, those were uh, disrupted. It's a defect in the inner ear caused by the thinning of the bone that separates the uh, superior canal from the brain. So in this guy's case, there's only this thin membrane between this fluid and his brain. So mm-hmm. it was like it was basically touching his brain and transmitting all the sounds from his body right into his head. Okay, so yeah. in this particular case of misophonia, which is sort of this autophonia yeah. subset of it, um, which is interesting because that that's so specific, but for the general misophonia, which, uh, by the way, one of the biggest oh, triggers... by the way, they eating. were able to plug the hole and the guy was able to play. Uh, Happy ending. Okay, yeah. good, good. Yeah. Um, and it's not you. No, it's not me. It's no. not you. Okay, yeah. Yeah, you said 35-year-old. I'm, I'm got all oh, the clues I'm, here. I'm not quite British, living in yet. German. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's not you for sure. In any case, they're not necessarily um, hip to what exactly is going on in general misophonia. There is a neuroscientist by the name of Aj R. Muller, and he's at the University of Texas at Dallas. And he believes the condition is hardwired like right or left handedness and probably uh, not an auditory disorder, but a physiological abnormality that resides in the brain structures activated by processed sound. Okay. So that's sort of a gobbledygook answer for we're not quite sure yet, but it's certainly an area that they keep looking at. And I keep thinking, V.S. Ramachandran has got to get on this, right? <laughs> uh, this is the guy who um, we talked about in Doppelgangers. And I just I feel like I need to send him an email and say, come on, let us know what's going on here. Um, but as you said, though, it has been mistaken for other things. And um, just in a moment here, we're going to talk about the the severity of reactions to this, not just annoyance we've talked about, but but what happens um, inside people, inside their heads and uh, how they act out. So we'll be right back right after this. This podcast is brought to you by Intel, the sponsors of tomorrow and the Discovery Channel. At Intel, we believe curiosity is the spark which drives innovation. Join us at curiosity.com and explore the answers to life's questions. And we're back, so let's talk about it. What happens? Okay. The reactions can include revulsion, rage, sadness, panic attacks, indecision, loss of cognition, physical itching or crawling sensations, urge to flee or fight. And this is really important to these last bits because it really is engaging the flight or fight response. Uh Uh-huh. So Uh it's like they're hearing their, their friend slurp their soup and... They're just overwhelmed by the feeling that they need to either punch them in the face or run out of the restaurant. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why they've got this scale, this misophonia action scale, zero to ten, all these different sort of things that they do to try to alleviate themselves from this discomfort. And that can even lead to something called echolalia, mm-hmm. which is mimicking the offensive sound. Oh, yeah. This, this is what I found really interesting because, I mean, on one level, this is a situation where if you, if you let the condition or let, I, you know, not to, I don't want to imply that it, you know, people are completely in control with this situation, but, uh, in this condition, but uh, on one level, you're wanting to, to distill it. You want to, you want to head it off because you don't want to punch your friend in the face or otherwise act like a jerk. Right. right? Um, but some of the coping mechanisms could be misinterpreted as acting like a jerk because, because the, right. cause the, uh, you're basically like mimicking an annoying sound. So it's like if someone were chewing their gum, you would, I'm, Assuming you would have to start going like making a fake gum chewing you, noise. You would actually get up in someone's face. This is the thing, right? <laughs> yeah. If your friend is, let's say that they're chewing and they're going. I would hope they are a close understanding friend. Right. You would get in their face and start going back at them. And, and right. You would, you would hope that there would be that understanding of, oh, you just need to act this out in order to release your feelings. Yeah. I would hope that not good practice for a blind date. But, yeah, yeah, but of course, this has been confused too with autism, right? Because this, this looks a little bit like autism, although mm-hmm. it has not been studied in terms of finding a link between autism and misophonia. Right. Um, but you can understand how if you didn't have a context for this, you might be a little bit surprised as the person who is triggering uh, this reaction in this other person. Another weird uh, aspect of this is that some people will actually become sexually aroused when they hear a trigger. And that is because their uh, overactivation of hormonal circuits during the rage panic stage are sort of dovetailing yeah. with the adrenaline and the noradrenaline. And, of course, that's involved with the flight or fight. And that's, that's being sort of confused. And so a person can be sort of... Uh, I guess you would say incidentally aroused by this. I don't know how common this is. Though. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting to think about because it, it really takes a soup slurping scenario and puts it into an even stranger place. Well, and I was just thinking even something like the shuffling of papers. Yeah. You know? Um, well, I mean, I don't know. Shuffling the papers that it's kind of sexy. But, it could be. Yeah. It could be uh, accidentally sexy. You know, we haven't always thought about that with the shuffling of papers, but yeah. if you've got misophonia, but the, what all this is pointing to is that it really is, uh, very uncomfortable for the person. Yeah. Who's it's not a, cause it's, this is an unwanted, yeah, it's an unwanted response. thing. It's not, you know, it's easy to, to make, to potentially make jokes here, but, but yeah, yeah it's, but we, it's and we don't, a, we're not really, right. this is, this is actually something that if you are, um, if you're experiencing this, it's got to be awful, right? Because right. it's just sort of another added level of anxiety and, and the day-to-day push to yeah. just try it to would get be, through life. It would be like, oh, I can't stand the sound of that. They're slurping their soup and great. Now I'm aroused. Wonderful. And then you have to leave the restaurant. Exactly. Yeah. So now you know why that person got up, right? Yeah. It, it wasn't you, but it was you. Um, so how do you treat this? You know, this is the question. Um, and this is something that... They're still trying to uncover audiologists, actually, uh, the physicians who practice this sort of medicine, audiological medicine. And they've tried some autogenic training like relaxation techniques, uh, like Mm self-hypnosis, meditation, biofeedback. But there's not really a magic bullet here. Yeah, it seems like a lot of the regiments of treatment that uh, are mentioned uh, on the website, there are a number of things brought together. A lot of them sort of trained on uh, looking at yourself and being uh, cognitive of what's going on yeah. and being able to stop, which, I mean, to a certain extent, if, if you don't suffer from this condition and you get irritated, it's 
the sound of somebody chewing gum. That's a fine treatment there. Like, stop and think about what you're doing. But in this situation, uh, the, the the goal is to, all right, well, acknowledge that this condition is yeah, present. You have to confront your feelings. Yeah, confront the feelings. And uh, and, and that's just one of the, the steps you can take. Yeah, ap- apparently just avoiding them, trying to pretend like it doesn't exist, would actually right. exacerbate the condition. Well, I tell you, it's a fascinating topic, and I couldn't help but think, possibly because we're about to get into... Uh, Halloween shortly and talking about recording some Halloween themed episodes. Mm-hmm. I was wondering, do you think Edgar Allan Poe suffered from this? Because, uh, the there, beating heart. Well, there's the beating heart. Yeah. Where the, the guy keeps hearing the sound of a heart beating under the floorboards until, of course, he actually killed a dude, but, but right. eventually he just loses it and he's like, all right, tear up the boards. There's a heart beating under there and I can't stand it anymore. Take me to prison. Uh, but then there's the bells too, remember? Oh. With the, you know, keeping time, time, time in a sort of runic rhyme to the throbbing of the bells, of the bells, 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 the sobbing of the bells, keeping time, time, time. You know, it's kind of like, ah. You were about to rap there. Bells. Well, it's interesting. There... Time, time, time. <laughs> folk singer, uh, uh, 60s of folk singer Phil Oaks based a song on the bells. Uh. I'm not going to sing it, but people can YouTube that if they want to hear it. Okay. A, okay. A musical version. And I think of we that. need a mix on it. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> I think there's there's some potential here. I don't know. Maybe Poe was trying to work this out. Maybe he had misophonia. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see. I I did I just did a quick search, so I don't know if anyone has actually looked into it. But I, I would be it would be interesting to it would be interesting if it were the case. Uh, you know, it's like those are the only those are just two examples. So uh, you know, I'm not making a strong case for the for for Edgar Allan Poe having this condition. But um, anyway, yeah, I couldn't help but think about it as we were researching it. Yeah. So and, and I think it is interesting too that it is it's it's very own thing. It's not just someone that has the sound sensitivity. It's right. just, it's manifesting itself in a, a physiological way. Yeah. So, um, by all means, if you find yourself uh, experiencing this uh, in, in any way, shape, or form, consider going to a doctor about it. If it seems like it's a little stronger than just you get irritated at things, it's yeah. worth looking into. Yeah, and also check out misophoniauk.org. Yes. It is a great resource. Wealth um, of information. Yeah, it really can help people to sort of better understand um how difficult this is to live with. Yeah, and there are absolutely no MIDI songs uh, playing in the background of the website. No, which I thought was a, a very smart choice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, hey, we have uh, a little bit in the way of listener mail here. Um, first of all, uh, and speaking of mixes, I had uh, a listener on the uh, Facebook page was at, I, I think I've mentioned a decision fatigue that I listen to a number of music and mix podcasts and they are wondering what I listen to and I, I listen to way too many than that I, I way more than I should and way too many to list here but I can just mention a couple of like really good ones there's one called Paris DJs which is indeed out of Paris, France and each week they'll put up a new mix that really runs the gambit from styles like funk and soul and uh, a lot of world sounds so if you're if you're Looking for more like kind of a lo-fi or a funky kind of vibe, that is a, that's a great podcast uh, and, and well worth checking out. And they've been doing it for several years, so they have a big catalog. And all, you know, all of it free, of course. Uh, and then uh, other podcasts I listen to, there's one called uh, Alele, which is spelled A-L-L-E-Z. So it's A-L-L-E-Z dash uh, A-L-L-E-Z. And uh, they do a podcast each week that I really enjoy because it's kind of a... Um, it, it varies too. I mean, there are different guys doing it each week for the most part. But there'll be some uh, a nice mix of sort of new, uh, you know, cutting edge sounds with some cool retro stuff. So I would recommend that. And so when you say that this came out of a comment about decision fatigue, this was the whole thing about how sometimes we cede our decisions to other people because we're trying to clamp yeah. down our mental yeah. energy. And so if we've got something vetted, so there you go, you've got some vetted resources. Yeah, exactly. Instead Robert. of think, thinking like, oh, what am I going to listen to for the next two hours? I can just go, well, Paris DJ generally does me right. LA generally does me right. So so they have a new mix. I'm going to listen to that, and I'm not going to think about it. So, 
Uh, so that was the context of that. Um, let's see, other listener feedback uh, that we received. We've received a lot of cool stuff about dreams. A, a lot of a lot of it is a lot longer than we have time to uh, talk about. But we had uh, one person, um, a, a listener by the name of Corey, who wrote in with experiences with like UFOs and a demon camp and shadow people. That was pretty uh, crazy. And uh, oh, what was one? What was one of the the other ones? We had a bunch of really cool ones. Yeah, yeah, w- way more than we we have have time to mention, uh, sadly. But uh, I was really impressed with everyone's uh, dream lives. Uh, scary that they were. Uh, yeah, and we got a uh, we also got an email, a real short one from Jim, and uh, he was talking about um, cubed Earth. Yes, which we recently did, mm-hmm. and we talked about Picasso and cubism, and sort of made a joke there. And he said, "Well, what if you know Picasso lived?" On the cubed earth, he would have invented spherism. Whoa. Which I love. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think so, uh, we also had a couple of uh, re- uh, listeners that write in about Minecraft, which I've never played, so I don't have a lot of experience with this, but it's like a kind of a pixelized world where mm-hmm. you like mine stuff. Yeah. And, and I mean, I think everybody's more or less familiar with it. If not, and this do, is the cubed looking. Yeah, it's like a cubed yeah. looking thing. Somebody sent in a picture of like a cubed planet that mm-hmm. someone made in Minecraft, and that was pretty, pretty interesting. So, um, if you guys have stuff you want to share with us, uh, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. We are Blow the Mind on both of those. Uh, we'd love to hear from you, your experiences, uh, your experiences with irritating sounds. And uh, in, even if you just have some cool studies or news items you want to share with us and the other listeners, let us know about them. And you can also send us your thoughts via email at blowthemind at howstuffworks.com. Be sure to check out our new video podcast, Stuff from the Future. Join House of Work staff as we explore the most promising and perplexing possibilities of tomorrow. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Roger that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Today's episode is brought to you by Visible. The future of wireless is here, and it's transparent. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 a month, every month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees, no surprises, no, really. What are you waiting for? Get with the times and switch to Visible at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. 
So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.